Hey, this is Dino. I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Revolution Church. My name is Jason Lauder, and Pastor Dino asked me if I would share the next message in our series of Reclaimed. Man, there have been some really powerful messages over the last few Sundays, and if you haven't heard them all, I hope you'll get a chance to go check them out, either on the website, which they'll probably put down here somewhere, or maybe up here somewhere, or I think you could find them right here on the Facebook page. There's some really, really good information, some good nuggets, and some good direction on reclaiming the life that you were intended to live. You know, over the last few weeks, uh, last week, I think it was Pastor Hoffman, that gave us some good, really, how-tos on how to reclaim the life that we're intended to live. And the week before, it was Dan who reminded us to reclaim what he told us that we can have. Why? Because he told us. And if you go back and listen to those messages, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And then Pastor Anton. I loved the message on reclaiming our freedom, especially in a time like this where it seems like a lot of times people are trying to take our freedoms away from us. It was a really, really good message. And and then four or five weeks ago, Pastor Dino shared on reclaiming our confidence and also reclaiming those things that have been taken away from us. I think it was uh, Mother's Day that he gave that message. It was really powerful, and I'd encourage you to go back and check these out. You know, as we start to get into this next message, I'm honored and blessed to be able to share because Pastor Dino came to me, and when he he asked me to share on this next message, he, he lined it up with something that he knows that I'm very passionate about, and a lot of my business is based on, and that's on relationships. And today I want to talk to you about reclaiming relationships. But before we get into that, let me pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word. Thank you, Lord. I ask that you bless every single person that hears this message today, that it touches people right where you want them to be touched. I ask that you guide my mouth, guide my tongue to speak the words that you want me to speak so people can hear how much you love them and how much you want to reclaim your relationship with them. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we think about relationships, think about all the relationships that are in your life. This is one of those things that we can all relate to. Relationships with your spouse, relationships with your brothers and your sisters and your mothers or fathers or relationships with your children, relationships with neighbors and business relationships. There's so many relationships that are out there and they're all an important part of our life. And as we start to talk about reclaiming our relationships, First, I think it's important that we understand the importance of relationships. You know, there's something very special about every single relationship that you have. And a lot of times, in the beginning of your relationships, you spend a lot more time getting to know that person that's in your relationship. There's a lot more time and effort that's put in in the beginning of a relationship, kind of like when you're dating, right? You're going out on dates, you're courting somebody, and there's a lot of time that's put into relationships And then later on in the relationship, well, 
maybe not quite so much time because you invested a lot of time early on in that relationship. You know, relationships impact all of us in some way, shape, or form. Some relationships are good, some relationships are bad. We even have Facebook friends that are some sort of relationship. And with all of these relationships, sometimes they do go wrong. Maybe somebody that you haven't talked to in weeks, months, maybe years. A lot of times the relationships that go south or go sour started with some kind of an offense. Maybe you offended somebody or somebody offended you and then you just stopped talking and you stopped connecting. And then over the years, it just became part of life that you didn't communicate with that any person anymore. And as we talk today about reclaiming relationships, I'm gonna encourage you some ways, some how-tos. I wanna to talk to you today about reclaiming relationships. Do you have any long-lost family members or long-lost friends that you need to reclaim your relationship? You need to revive it. You need to put some life back into that relationship again. Maybe it's been weeks. Maybe it's been months. Maybe it's been years since you've talked to that person. Why? A lot of times these relationships go south or, or go wrong because someone was offended. Maybe you did the offending or maybe somebody offended you. A lot of times it has to do with hurt feelings, right? We get a hurt feeling on something and then all of a sudden we push that person away. And then over time, we push them further away and further away. Sometimes it can be a really sad situation because that person you are very close to. Sometimes it's a very close family member, a sibling, a parent. And because of hurt feelings, we've pushed them away. And over time, they've gotten farther and farther away. And sometimes it's just easier to stay away because reclaiming a relationship takes a little bit of work. It's not always that easy. But I think it's the way God wants us to be is to be the reclaimer, right? He wants us to reclaim our relationships. There's so many instances in the Bible where it talks about relationships. And there's so many reclaimed relationships that are in the Bible. But as I got going and thinking about this message a little bit, um, maybe a lot a bit, and really thinking about how do we reclaim relationships? What do we do to fix the relationships? And a lot of times it's easier just to not fix them. We've got to put effort in to fix a relationship. So what I had to do next was I had to understand what does it really mean to reclaim? So I, I went to my friend Google and I typed in, what does it mean to reclaim? It means to retrieve or to recover something that was previously lost to obtain it and return it. To redeem someone to the state, to rescue someone from an undesirable state, to recall from wrong or improper conduct. And it started really having me think about Man, it's a big deal to reclaim a relationship. We heard some of our other pastors talking about the things that they can reclaim in their life and what God wants us to reclaim. And he wants us to reclaim our authority that he gives us. God wants us to be in healthy relationships. He wants to have a healthy relationship with us. 
You know, I think about my past and for a long period of time, I didn't have a very healthy relationship. Oh, I sure am glad he reclaimed me. You know, as we take actions, sometimes it's as simple as saying, I'm sorry. It's a bold step because sometimes we may not be wrong. We may not be in the wrong, but we have to say, we're sorry we offended that person. We're sorry that we did whatever we did that created the feeling that caused the offense. You know, we live in this world where everybody wants to be right. Nobody wants to be wrong. And then when we say something and we offend somebody and it it hurts somebody's feeling, then we have to kind of maybe eat a piece of humble pie and say, I'm sorry, to be able to reclaim that relationship. And as I really started to think about that, I, I started to think about all these social media posts that are out there and somebody puts something up and, and then all of a sudden somebody quickly responds, right? Without even thinking, they respond and, and there's a reaction that happens. So they kind of react instead of respond. And then a feeling gets hurt. And then somebody cancels somebody else. And it becomes one of these type of things where offenses cause offenses right? We offend somebody, they get offended, and then there's a divide. And then that divide gets bigger as these comments go back and forth and relationships get hurt. And as I was thinking about this process, I was trying to think about all of the relationships that go on in the Bible. And I I asked a a friend of mine, a a wise man, I I asked him about, man, think about the first relationship ever in the Bible. It was a relationship between God and Adam. He created Adam to have dominion over everything. And he even gave him Eve to to maybe take care of Adam, right? And together they had dominion over everything. And then all of a sudden there was this eating of the forbidden fruit. And they lost dominion over everything. And because of that, there was an offense. Now, I don't know what happened between them. But uh, I asked my friend, I said, well, what happened with their relationship? And he says, well, I don't know exactly what happened to their relationship, but I know they ended up having a lot of children together. So (laughs) I guess they reclaimed their relationship. But they kind of lost part of their relationship with the Lord and why they were brought here on this earth. And uh, although when we look at that, we understand that God did put us on this earth to be in relationships. He put us on this earth to share our passions with other people. And relationships are something that are very special and something that we should cherish. And if we lose a relationship, well, maybe we should work a little harder at trying to get that relationship back or trying to mend those offenses that we have with somebody else. You know, there's so many different relationships in the Bible. The first one that came up to me was a a really good reminder um, about Joseph. And I believe it was in Genesis 37, um, where his brothers sold him out. They literally sold him to slavery. Joseph had to have been offended. I mean, think about it. I mean, his brothers were already offended a little bit because he told them about a dream where they were bowing down to him, right? And 
that was the offense that caused them to be, I don't know if it was jealous or if it was envious or whatever it was, but they sold him out. But then in Genesis 50, 19 through 21, it says this. If you've got your Bibles, open it up. Otherwise, I think someone will probably put it down below for us. Joseph said to them, do not fear. Let me back up for a second and remind you what happened. So Joseph was sold into slavery, went off into slavery, and was in a place where he actually rose up through being in prison, you know, looking and, and uh, deciphering someone's dream, the king's dream, and he was in a place where he was put in charge, second in control. And then there was this famine that went in to happen, and his brothers came into town to, you know, to get some food, to try to be blessed, and lo and behold, they look up, and there is their brother, Joseph, who's not dead, but now he is in charge. And Joseph says to them this, do not fear, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring to pass as it is this day to save a great many people. So now do not fear. I will nourish you and your little children. And he comforted them and spoke to their hearts. You know, Joseph could have done so many different things right now. Joseph could have thrown him in the lion's den, or he could have thrown him into some kind of a torture chamber, or thrown him into jail. He could have done anything he wanted to. But because of his relationship with the Lord, because of the love that was inside of his heart, that's not the direction he took. He chose to reclaim that relationship, and he chose to comfort them and spoke to their hearts. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that situation right there? Look, as Christians and believers, God wants us to take the high road. He wants us to, to not hold grudges. He wants us to reclaim relationships with people. He wants us to be the first to act. So I had a situation that came up with one of my family members a while back where um, I have a, a family member that... Well, we kind of don't see eye to eye on some things, some political things we don't see eye to eye on, this whole COVID thing we don't see eye to eye on, the vaccine, the, the list goes on and on of things that we really just kind of don't see eye to eye on. And I, I said something that, was, that offended this person, and they hung up the phone on me. And I didn't know really how to act because I'd never really had anybody hang up the phone on me in the middle of a conversation. And I was offended. I was hurt. I was sad. Um, maybe a little bit angry. I wanted to pick up the phone and call them back and explain to them why I was right and they were wrong. But I took a pause. And I prayed about it. And I sent them an email that just said, hey, I'm sorry. If I offended you in any way, I'm sorry. Our relationship is much too important for, for this offense to cause us not to talk to each other. A few days went by and we didn't talk on the phone until they got the email and responded to the email and we decided to get back on the phone and we swept it under the carpet. We both apologized. They were sorry for hanging up the phone. I was sorry for saying something that offended them, but I needed to nip it in the bud right away so it didn't drag on and didn't end up causing a bigger problem. You know, taking that step to apologize for something that I didn't think I did wrong 
was maybe the first step, but it also made me realize this, that because of the fact they were offended, because of the fact their feelings were hurt, I did do something wrong. Look, like I said earlier, as Christians, God does want us to take the high road. He wants us to mend relationships. Why? Well, because he forgave us first. That's why we're forgiven, and that's why really we can forgive others. In Ephesians 4:32 it says, "Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you." You know, it's an important reminder that he forgives us and we forgive others because he forgave us, right? We forgive others because he forgave us. And if that's the reason that you forgive others, then so be it. But remember that that's something that as Christians and as people that are following Christ, that we have to remember to be able to do. We have to let Christ's light shine through us in every relationship that we're in. See, we're an emotional people and feelings get involved and sometimes we listen to our feelings over the word of God. And that's uh, something that we have to be very careful about. In each one of the relationships that you have, we may slip up and make wrong choices, but um, and, and sometimes they're based on conflict or resentment, and that's human nature. But what the Bible says and what God wants us to do is look at Him and rise above our worldly circumstances and turn it over to Him and to trust Him. James 3.16 says, For where there is envy and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. Another version says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice. You see, these little rifts and tiffs, they become an opportunity for Satan to jump in and to mess things up. Remember what it says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes not, the th I'm sorry, Look at what it says in John 10.10. 10. The thief does not come except for to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. How about you? Has someone in your life done something to offend you? Have they stolen from you? Cheated on you? Lied to you? Deceived you? Hurt you? Neglected you? These are hard things. These are difficult things. And when someone does one of these things, it's very easy to get offended. You know, we can be in a place when these kind of things happen where it's just easier to wash our hands and walk away. But that's not what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to overcome these with love. You know, in James 3.18, it says, The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace, by those who are peacemakers. That means that for us to create peace, we have to be peacemakers. It says it right there. The fruit of righteousness, that's right standing, okay, is sown in peace. So for us to walk in right standing, for us to be righteous, we have to walk in peace by those who make peace. So we have to be able to be in a position where we create peace. We, we are peacemakers. It says, blessed are the peacemakers. 
And that's who we are supposed to be. As we shine light on the people that we talk to, as we shine light in the relationships that we have, let me give you another Bible story, one that we all know very, very well. And it's in Luke chapter 2, 13 through 16. Jesus found people trading in the temple courts and he made a whip out of cords and he chased them out of the temple because it was a house of prayer and they had turned it into a den of robbers. One could ask, did Jesus need to be so harsh? Did he need to go in there and make this whip out of cords and thrash everything around? No, he didn't need to. He didn't have to handle it that way, right? He could have had a new temple built, a bigger one, a better one, a more beautiful one. But that's not the direction he took. You know what? Because he's a God of restoration, right? Jesus doesn't discard broken situations. What he starts, he maintains. He's a God of restoration. If he could whip out the traitors of the temple courts and reclaim the dignity of the temple, then he can do that exact same thing out of negative characteristics of negative people. He could do that exact same thing. Yeah, there's some, there's some grumpy people out there. There's some frustrating people out there. But our God is a God of restoration. Our God is a God that wants to reclaim relationships. Don't disown relationships before you've presented them to the master of restoration and reclaiming, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He knows troubles will come. He knows how to fix them. Trust him. What he says he'll do, he'll do. He is a God of restoration. He is a God of reclaiming relationships. You see, that example of what he did in the temple is an example of, hey, I don't just give up on things. He doesn't just give up on those relationships. You know, I know that I'm speaking to somebody when I say, reclaim that relationship. Grab hold of it. Don't give up on that relationship. Because you know what? Think about this. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for them. Maybe you reclaiming that relationship is a way that they can see just a little glimmer of God's love coming through. Because maybe you had to eat a little piece of humble pie. Maybe you had to take a little step back and say, okay, you know what? This person was mean. This person was cruel. This person was vicious. This person did these things. And you can name off all the reasons why not to reclaim that relationship. But you know, maybe by you rising above your own circumstances and reclaiming that relationship is a way that they can see God's love shine through you. That's the kind of relationship he wants to have with you. That's the kind of relationship uh, I have with him. I know I've had some relationships that have been tough. I've had to go back and, and apologize. I've had to go back in my life a little bit and, and reclaim some relationships that I thought were important. I'll tell you this. I know that there's some people that'll hear this message today that'll go and reclaim a relationship and make a change, make an impact in somebody's life. And that person may just end up in the kingdom of heaven. So 
as you're looking at these relationships, I just ask you, how are your relationships going? Could you do some reclaiming? Hey, look, it's not easy, but don't wait for someone else to reclaim your relationships. Make the first move. Be bold. I talked to some older gentlemen, and they said that their biggest regret in life is that they never took the time to reclaim some relationships and to restore some of their older relationships. And now it's too late. Take the first step. You'll be glad you did. Reclaim those relationships with family members, with old friends, with long lost relatives. And you know what? Maybe if you don't do it for yourself, do it for them. And they'll see a little bit of glimmer of God in the love that you show. Remember Peter? He denied Jesus three times. And Jesus restored Peter. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 18, it says, Therefore, if any are in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are from God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Maybe you need to take the first step. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to take the first step and reconcile a relationship that'll impact that person's life forever. Can you imagine starting a relationship with somebody that says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you? Can you imagine that? He says it two or three times in the Bible. He says it in John 14, 18, and again in Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave you or forsake you. You know, if you want to reclaim your relationship with the Lord, I don't know that there's a better time than right here, right now. You know, each of us have an opportunity as we build and grow our relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage you not to let this opportunity slip away. He says he stands at the door and knocks. It's up to you to answer that door. He doesn't barge through. He doesn't force his way into your life. He stands at the door with an invitation for you. You know, maybe it's reclaiming your relationship. Maybe you had a great relationship with them and, and you strayed off like that one sheep. Remember that story? The 99 sheep stayed and one sheep went off and the shepherd went off and got that one sheep. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to reclaim your relationship with the Lord right now. He makes it really simple. We make it hard. Because us humans, and our human nature, we complicate everything. We complicate so many things. Relationships can be a little bit tricky. But he doesn't want his relationship with you to be tricky. He wants his relationship with you to be about truth, and about trust, and about love. You know, if you've never had a relationship with Jesus and you want one, we're going to say a simple little prayer, just a little bit. A simple prayer where you can invite him into your heart and you can start a relationship with him that'll change your life forever. You know, I had to reclaim my relationship with the Lord and it was on 5-5-2005. It was actually 16 years ago this month because I did have a really good relationship with him in my younger years. 
And then I was that one of those 99 sheep, or I was that one that left the 99 and went off on my own, doing my own thing. And God reclaimed me. And by doing so, I know that I've had the opportunity to impact a lot of people's lives. So whether you're reclaiming your relationship or you're starting your relationship for new and starting it all over, I promise you this, a loving relationship with the Lord will impact your life forever. And maybe it's the first step that you take in order to reclaim other relationships in your life with family members. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, to bow your eyes, bow your head. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to bow your head and close your eyes with me and repeat these words after me. This is whether you're reclaiming your relationship or starting a brand new one. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today I'm answering your invitation to join your family and begin a new relationship with you. Today, I ask you to come into my heart. Today, I ask for forgiveness for my sins. Today, I ask for you to guide my steps and walk with me every day for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.